We're continuing this month to work with the discipline of submission. There's so many facets, so many directions we can go. For many, this is a tough discipline. But rest easy. What follows is really beautiful and quite inspiring. We've put together two interviews for you today. Two people I've interviewed before, Lacey Borgo and Steve Falver. As I was looking back at these interviews, it dawned on me, they both are in their 40s. They were children when Celebration of Discipline first came out. But that book and these ancient practices have been so woven into their lives for years. In a sense, this is a wonderful snapshot of a second generation picking up these ideas so many have been teaching on for years. And their insights and wisdom is quite remarkable. My name is Nathan Foster, and I'd like to welcome you to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. We start in Colorado with Dr. Lacey Borgo. She's a former grade school teacher, now professor. She teaches in the Renovare Institute. She's a writer, written curriculum teaching spiritual practices to children. It's amazing. She's also a spiritual director working with adults and also children in her local homeless shelter. Who does that? But don't think of Lacey as the children's person. No, no. Like many who've invested in our kids, she has tons to say to adults. What do you have to say on the disciplines in general? Because you've spent so much time in these and helping others with them? Disciplines are helpful when we engage them within the context of relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I feel that they start to lose some of their, some of their power to connect us. If we start seeing them as something other than within our relationship with God. Yep. Yep. And how does that, how does that happen? Where people begin to work with them outside of context of relationship with God? Well, I think when we start to, uh, when we, we use them like a buffet station, like I'll have two portions of meditation with a little guidance and some celebration for dessert. <laughs> and then it doesn't become like relationship. Yeah. So how, how do we keep it relational? Mm. How do we preserve mm. that? I think we preserve it by letting the discipline of prayer kind of guide all the others okay. within the context of prayer being conversation with God. Yeah. Yeah, that, there, um, that the other practices kind of flow out of and into this conversational yeah. space with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever engaged the disciplines um, <laughs> was when I went through the institute the first time. And you should see my rule of life. It's impressive. <laughs> but it's absolutely impossible. Yeah. I mean, I created a, um, a machine of beauty, <laughs> of efficiency, um, with, in terms of the disciplines. It didn't necessarily... Um, lead me to deeper relationship with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that like for you when, when you realized this was unrealistic, not helpful? Yeah, you know, it felt freeing. Mm-hmm. It felt really free. 
to um, really see this, the simplicity woven into seeing everything through the lens of conversation and deepening relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You didn't get stuck on feeling like a failure or guilty that you couldn't live up to this unrealistic expectation. You know, I am honestly, I didn't. And the reason is because I had already done that. Um, growing Mm -hmm. up, there were just kind of two main disciplines spoken about, um, in my, uh, original church context. And that was, um, prayer and study. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, journal, quiet time, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I had already, um, failed (laughs) terrifically at that. (laughs) And God had done a beautiful thing in helping me um, kind of get back to that everything flows from relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so I, for, for reasons I'm sure are merciful and gracious, I just didn't go there again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just, uh, I was just connecting those dots. That if you're operating yeah. out of a context of relationship, yeah. when you don't meet the goals or you set something yeah. realistic yeah. or... Begin again. Yeah. 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 So I have a a mug that I drink out of every morning that says begin again. It just reminds me that every day it's a new uh, place to lean into my relationship with God. Reminds me of the Trappist monks. Um, They drink out of um, a two-handed cup. It has like two handles on one handle on either side, a child's cup. To remind them that in the spiritual life, they're always beginners. Mm. Always children. That's good. So they have a child's cup. Like a cartoon child cup? Or like a, they probably have a nice ceramic one. Well, it's like a mug, yeah. And it has a handle on each side. Okay. You know, a beginner's cup. Yeah. And, you know, too, children aren't generally afraid of failure. Mm. Mm -hmm. We kind of teach them that, huh? Yeah, they're, they'll come on to it. Mm-hmm. But early on, they're just glad to do it, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Did I, did I ever tell you my story about beginning again, the mantra mm-hmm. of it? I don't know. I may have told it on a podcast. But it's a good story, so I'll tell mm-hmm. it again. I, mm-hmm. I was doing an audio recording of, uh, of my book, and every time you make a mistake, it was like three days in a recording studio. And every time you make a mistake, you have to stop. And then you communicate to them that you're starting over. And then you go back a few sentences and begin reading again. So every time I made a mistake, I pause. And then I began saying, begin again. And then I'd start reading again. And I made so many mistakes that throughout the, each day, this it was so helpful to pause, take a deep breath. Okay, here we go. Begin again. And it just, mm-hmm. those two words became so helpful. So mm-hmm. like centering to say, begin again. But that mm-hmm. fits with the disciplines, doesn't it? We're just yeah. continuing to learn and starting over. And I think when we, we kind of look at the disciplines as ways to connect with God, and we've mm-hmm. crafted that, that rule of life that flows out of deep um, relationship and longing for one another, God's longing for our, us and our longing for God, and then when we we look back and we say, oh, I, you know, I would have to say the discipline that I often struggle the most with is fasting. So when I find that I've 
um, you know, not kept to the place where God is inviting me into deeper trusting relationship, which is what's occurring in fasting for me, mm-hmm. deeper, deeper trust. Um, that space of being able to say, okay, I begin again. Mm-hmm. It's just so helpful. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you about the discipline of submission? You can ask me about that. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I would like to talk about it, if it's all right with you, in terms of um, submission with children. Okay. How do you practice the discipline of submission with children? Um, uh, it comes up a lot. I'm asked, how do we, how do we you know, help our children to submit to us? <laughs> and um, uh, I think um, one of the things that um, was the biggest learning curve to me as a parent was learning that we do not force submission. Mm. We don't. We um, allow, I, I even hesitate to use the word allow because a child's dominion, their choice is God-given, God-breathed into every human person. But we, we allow, I'll just, anyway, we extend the invitation to choose in a situation and there may be a consequence there is always a consequence. Um, we are allowed to make our choices, but we're not allowed to choose our consequences. There's mm. always that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, when we allow a child to choose, um, we honor the Imago Day given to every human person. And then, um, and when they choose to submit, the submission, the laying down of their will is um, one of the most, it's, it's one of the greatest gifts we can give anyone, even in a relationship between a husband and a wife, to submit to one another is the greatest gift we can give. When that submission is chosen, and it is um, honoring of um, God's just most precious gift of choice to every person. Mm-hmm. Do you, th- when, when I bring up, the idea of the discipline of submission. Do you think of submitting to God or submitting to other people? I mean, I really do think of it in both ways. In terms of um, submitting to God, I think you think about that. Get a cho- choice is woven right into that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. God doesn't force the human person to submit. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful gift it is. We think of even Jesus submitting to the cross. Mm. And what a we we raise that up in Christianity as the just a gloriously beautiful gift mm-hmm. that He gave to us. So I do think of it in terms of our submission to God. It's a choice, an act of your will. It's, That's it, right. It, it it doesn't work when you're forced to do something, right? It's right. A, yeah. Right. That's right. I, I think submission without choice is not submission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a something all. That's something mm-hmm. else. What What does it look like to submit to other people as a mm-hmm. spiritual practice? And mm-hmm. I I can't even say those words without giving a clarification that this has been abused and people have been so damaged that for many to even consider this idea is just not healthy or possible. That, that's absolutely right. And I, again, you know, we've said it, but choice again is just incredibly important. And submission has its most 
powerful transformation action when it's done by through desire. Yeah, yeah. So it has the most most kind of bang for your buck, if you would say, in mm. transforming my life when it's when it comes from a deep place of desire. Mm-hmm. I yeah. long to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? I mean, I like this. You're framing submission in terms of a choice. What is it called when there's not a choice? Is it coercion I, or? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I know submission done without choice creates violence. Hmm. Whether it's physical violence or violence of the psyche or soul. Slavery is forced submission. Hmm. 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 Violence, violence done. Hmm. Forcing submission is a sort of violence, but it begets more violence. Yes. What does practicing this discipline look like for you? What are some helpful things you've worked on? Well, um, I would say right now, the discipline of submission, um, I have two uh, adolescent daughters. Um, Mm -hmm. It's when we are in a um, uh, uh, vigorous, uh, I heard someone say vigorous (laughs) fellowship, when we are involved (laughs) in vigorous fellowship. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. We're not arguing. No. We're vigorously fellowshipping. We are. <laughs> so uh, it's letting them have the last word. You know, Dallas used to encourage, mm. used to live that out, basically. And um, I found it helpful. Mm. Um, you let your very, kids have the last word. That's right. And it's very difficult for me. Wow. But it's a huge gift. Mm. How's it work? Um... In my life or in theirs? <laughs> Either. Is it- um, in my life, uh, it helps me remember that I don't hold all the power in the world. Mm-hmm. In their life, my hope is that um, they f- feel heard. Our conversation picks up with a Quaker pastor outside of Portland, Oregon. I know a few people who've invested more years of teaching and walking people through these disciplines in congregational settings than Steve Falver. Steve teaches formation at George Fox University in their doctoral psychology program and is a pastor at Newburgh Emerging Friends Church. Yeah, today it really hit me that I think submission is, um, I I use the the word discipline, I use the word practice. but I've been finding myself today thinking about the word posture. Ooh. That I, I wonder if um, submission is a posture. And, and you can see, because I have my hands open, it's an open-hand approach to life. An open-hand approach to life with God. An open-hand approach to life with other people. An open-hand approach to life with myself, even. That I have this posture of, of um, releasing is a part of it and then also mm-hmm. receiving. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I kind of see submission as is this this posture of being willing to release and be willing to receive. Mm. Um, which feels very vulnerable to have your hand open. Uh, <laughs> and and we know often vulnerability is a part of submission. That's that's part of the resistance that mm-hmm. I notice within myself. Mm-hmm. It feels vulnerable to even um, say yes to someone or 
to let someone go in front of me at, at the checkout counter or mm-hmm. to kind of give power to someone else is what it feels like mm-hmm. with submission. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I've been thinking in terms of just this idea of, of the posture, a posture of receiving and releasing and what that could look like if I live that way in my relationship with God, my relationship with Christ, with the Spirit, and with other people. Um, mm-hmm. Be willing to recognize I'm not really in control anyhow. That's an illusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that then I align myself with the reality that God is in control and Every breath I take, we've talked about this before, but every breath we take is a gift. Mm. As soon as I take a breath, everything else from there is what? A gift because it comes from a gift of breath that I haven't done anything to earn (laughs) to get it right so I could receive this breath. It was a simple gift. Mm. And so then that changes everything moving forward to see that then everything out of that is not in my control. It isn't mine to control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think submission is that kind of posture of receiving and mm. seeing. Um, so I don't know that's been one thought today. That's that's helpful. I like that. The I mean, I'll sometimes think in terms of discipline in, in, in two ways, although it's related. But submission to God, mm-hmm. and and there's a whole bunch of stuff there. But then mm-hmm. s- spaces where taking a posture of submission with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Because submitting yeah. to God, in, in, in as difficult as it can be, in a way is a little easier to, to work with mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. submitting to another person. Yeah. Well, part of that might be that um, it almost feels like there isn't an option to submit to God. <laughs> um, and I would, I, would, I would disagree with that, and you're not saying that necessarily, but um, our submission to God really is... Uh, invitational. I mean, you see that through scripture all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. come to me, all you who are weary, and let me be yoked. Let's let's be yoked together, right? This invitation to um, come and follow me. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I think submission, even in scripture to God, is invitational for sure. Um, but yeah, when it comes to other people, I think uh, I think it's more challenging for me, anyhow. And, and as I interact with folks, is because it's easier to feel like we will be taken advantage of mm-hmm. if we submit, mm-hmm. that we take a posture of, of releasing and receiving puts us in a place that it feels like we might be taken advantage of and we maybe have been taken advantage of in the past. Right. And that's part of the conversation that I have with folks is this idea of resisting submission because I have been taken advantage of in the past. Mm-hmm. And so there's this resistance to putting myself in a place where I might be taken advantage of again. Mm-hmm. Um, so these little acts of submission, kind mm-hmm. of um, micro submissions um, is a way that I like to think about it, <laughs> which is this, it is the, I'm going to let someone go ahead of me in the line. I was sure. just at a restaurant for lunch. Let someone go f- first because um, it, it does a couple things for me. It helps remind me of the truth mm that this person is as valuable as I am. (laughs) Their time is as valuable as mine is. Mm -hmm. Their life is as valuable as mine is. And it's a simple reminder of the, the sacredness of every person. So Mm -hmm. it's a simple Mm -hmm. thing to say, you go first. Mm -hmm. What it does is it helps me remember they're as, as valuable. And Mm -hmm. I won't say more valuable because I don't think that's the right 
posture. We're both image bearers. We're both image bearers. And yet it helps me to kind of say, you are as valuable. Your time is as valuable. Your life is as valuable Mm -hmm. as mine. Um, Or the little things we do around the house of picking up the socks or picking up the glasses and taking them downstairs Mm -hmm. or taking out the trash. Those little acts of submission that, again, recognize that um, I can and want to take advantage of opportunities to serve my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those are little acts of submission, I think, for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And go ahead. And how are those done before God? I mean, what makes this a spiritual practice as opposed to, oh, I don't know, a a nicety, huh? (laughs) Well, I think, number one, God's always active, always present with us. That's a that's an assumption that I have that God is always there, mm-hmm. and and I just think that that all of life is transformative, and so any act that I do, any move that I do of intentionality, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. creates a space. And again, I think that's what it is for me: is submission creates a space for me to see, for me to see myself, for me to see God, for me to see the other person. And create a space for uh, a shift to happen or a change to happen mm-hmm. uh, within myself. Mm-hmm. And then I think even in the relationship that I have with the other person mm-hmm. is, is part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one, like um, actually taking the intention, intentional step of, of asking someone for advice mm-hmm. and then really listening. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an act of submission. That's an act of submission. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or asking someone what they think and then actually listening, listening. Yeah. to what they oh. think, creating oh. space to listen mm-hmm. um, is an act of submission. I think can be transformative mm-hmm. for me and I think actually for the relationship I have with them right. as well, right. for sure. For asking sure. for help. Asking for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think trust and submission are really connected. Okay. Um, I find it uh, easier to submit um, when I'm in a place where I know I can trust the other. Yeah. Um, and and more challenging to submit when I've when I have a hard time trusting the other. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's okay to admit that there are times when it's hard for me to trust the other person. It's hard for me to submit. Mm-hmm. And the same would go with our relationship with God. I think if I'm in a place where I am in more of a trusting, trusting space, it's easier for me to submit, in essence, mm-hmm. offer myself as a living sacrifice, right? That mm-hmm. isn't going to get taken advantage of or isn't going to get misused or abused. Um, so our, our connect of trust, I think, is part of it as well. Mm-hmm. And aren't the, these are all just doorways for prayer in the sense of, one— what should I work on? Are there micro submissions? You know, are there bigger ones of asking someone for help or for advice and listening? So prayerfully asking and Mm -hmm. and then listening and then responding, but then also the trust piece. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's just to, Mm -hmm. to have that prayerful exchange of, I don't trust this person. I don't trust you God in this space. And to be able to walk into that. Yes. uh, So helpful. Right, and he ultimately very healing, I think. Yes, can yes. be, can be. Yeah, it's really admitting the reality 
you know, seeing the reality and admitting. So that might be part of what, mm. even as we're talking now, mm-hmm. if I'm struggling to submit to someone or to God or to a specific, maybe even a group of people, mm-hmm. um, a community, it might be a time for me to ask, are there some things that are blocking or inhibiting my relationship of trust with this person or mm-hmm. this community? Mm-hmm. And that may be an opportunity then to move into, and you've named this before, uh, the submission really is foundational to so many of the other spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. So I think submission allows me to have this space to see, are there things that I then might need to confess Mm. or ask for, or ask for healing or restoration in relationship with another? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there things that are taking over my life um, that I'm seeing as kind of out of control. And so therefore maybe fasting as I can stop and submit in a way to not giving into these things that have power over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say even prayer would be that way. Um, like you just said, God, what is it that you want me to pray for? Mm-hmm. And then actually listening, <laughs> right? And, and then maybe responding. And then <laughs> right, the, I mean, there's yeah. multiple steps in there that can we can yeah, get so it's derailed. That open hand, it's uh-huh. that open hand. God, do I trust? And can I receive? And then can I join with you, cooperate with you in these areas of prayer? That would be yeah. a, a, how I would see submission as a part of prayer or worship. Hmm. My willing God to gather with other people and come before you, and then a place where I can submit and praise you. If I'm finding resistance in that, that might indicate something as far as my relationship with you that I would want to explore. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't explore it with, I don't think, with a vindictive, angry, mean-spirited no, God. We explore no. it with a loving, compassionate, present, mm-hmm. wonderfully um, personal mm-hmm. God who does it with us with real gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This idea of being a merciful God is so strong in Scripture. Mm. And so I think that then that kind of looking at um, or even sitting in silence, right? Meditation, all of those things have an act of submission. They, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is as central to what they are, the other disciplines. Mm-hmm. Well, all that you're just talking about too, in terms of with prayer or with worship, the word intimacy just keeps coming back to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these are, you know, intimate yes. spaces. And then for us as humans – there's often the kind of knee-jerk run away from intimacy yes. with people or uh, with God. And we yes. got to wrestle, you know, with that a little. But I do get the sense that God is so generous in just walking yeah. with us on that and, and yeah. helping us to grow. And Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, intimacy is a big part of it. And you're right, that's a, that's a resistance point to submission, um, especially when, again, we've had – struggles in relationship, which many of us have with other people, where we haven't been treated with kindness mm, or compassion mm-hmm. or generosity. Right. So that's been the model that we have, or the, the kind of vision we have of relationship, and we either superimpose that on God or allow that to impact our relationship with God and, and with others as well. Mm-hmm. You bring up an, an issue that I'd, I'd like to get your take on, because I know you've walked with lots of groups and individuals and congregation through these practices. What are some of the common pieces you hear from people when you 
even suggests the idea of submission as a spiritual practice. Yeah. Or posture. One of, <laughs> yeah, one of one of the resistance is just simply to the word submission. So I've wondered, Nathan, maybe you and I can work on coming up with another word. <laughs> sure. Um, and and part of that is serious, and part of that is kind of uh, joking. But but the idea of um, the word submission has been so often associated with someone who is in a place of control mm-hmm. and power, using that in inappropriate ways with others. Yeah. And so the word submit, mm-hmm. you need to submit, is a block in and of itself. So again, yeah. that's where I've been. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was thinking it through the other day. I can't think of one context in our social world where submission is anything but a negative. Right. Right. And so, you know, yeah, I work with, I work with uh, people in the psychology world and they're like, we're the whole time we're working with people who are trying to help them uh, assert and get to know themselves and come, you know, and work through places where they've been pushed down. And then now we're talking about submitting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I think, I think that's a that's a resistance point is just simply to the word submit. And I think um for many people in church context it's simply associated to marriage. So mm-hmm. wives submit to your husbands and um that that has I think been abused and overused um in mm-hmm. some church settings and sometimes in the the church. Um so that's a resistance point too is um people who have had hard relationships in their marriage and at one at one uh, young woman say you know i'm wrestling with this idea of submission because i know the church is telling me to submit to my husband but my husband is not treating me kindly mm-hmm. and actually is being abusive and mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there's this resistance to this idea of submission mm-hmm. um, that, mm-hmm. um the other is i the other reason i think people tend to resist submission is because it simply puts us in a place uh, where we feel like we are no longer in control. And we tend to like to be in control Mm -hmm. of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just feels out of control uh, Mm -hmm. simply. That's it. It just feels out of control to say, I'm going to submit um, we sometimes do meeting for clearness with people. So that's a gathering where you basically come together with others to listen and mm-hmm. say, what is God saying to me? And I want to, and I want you to listen with me. Well, that's right. a really vulnerable act because what if, what if you say some things to me that seem different about what God is saying to me and you have a different perspective mm-hmm. that feels really uh, out of control. Mm-hmm. And yet I think that's, really important to listen with others, mm-hmm. to pray with mm-hmm. others, to be attentive to, to Christ with others. Mm-hmm. Because people can see things that I don't see. Uh, but that feels vulnerable again. I think vulnerability is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is I just think we just aren't real practiced in what submission can look like. <laughs> we just haven't practiced, like I said, the little the little places of submission. Um, right that I think really can make a difference, those micro submissions. Mm-hmm. They're freeing. And, they are. And they're kind of yeah. fun. <laughs> they are. Yes. Um, yeah. To say, I don't have to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have the last word. I don't have to, don't have to push have and shove word. and take. Yeah. 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 It's freeing. 
<laughs> it is freeing, but until you, I think, practice little those little places, um, it can feel a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think again, that's that's a resistance point. Is it's submit yourself to God, and sub, I mean that mm-hmm. feels really overwhelming for mm-hmm. folks. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than no, actually, God loves you deeply, cares for you deeply, mm-hmm. and the best thing you can do is align yourself with what the spirit is doing and how Christ is moving, mm-hmm. what God is doing. And, and that's the best thing you can do. And you don't have to figure, then you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. There's some freedom in that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, let me read a little, just a little quote, you know, Thomas yeah. Kelly has written this book called the Testament of devotion. Mm-hmm. He was a Quaker writer in, in the mid wrote in about 1940. And he says this, uh, for God works in our souls in their deepest depths, taking increasing control as we are progressively willing to be prepared for God's wonder. Hmm. We cease trying to make ourselves the dictators and God the listener and become the joyful listeners to God, the maker who does all things well. And there's a lot in that, but I love that image of willing to be prepared for God's wonder. Mm-hmm. When I'm willing to submit, then I can be prepared for God's wonder. And then we can also become joyful listeners. It's not, submission is not this heavy, overwhelming, negative practice, but rather this idea of being willing to be, um, see things new. Um, be in places of joy, receive gifts that were un, unsolicited and surprising. Mm-hmm. And that's just a different, that's a different image of mm-hmm. the monks in the past who, right, were on their face. Um, or all of those images of submission that I think we have historically. Um, mm-hmm. That's a different image. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I think I got a new term for us, yeah, a phrase to work with. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just piecing a couple things together. So, okay. uh, a posture of openness to God's wonders. I like that. A posture that, of openness to God's wonders. Yeah. Is that, is that fit? Yeah. I think that does fit. Because that's a different idea than this top-down, heavy, domineering mm-hmm. image of submission. Mm-hmm. Say it again. A posture of openness to God's wonders. A posture of openness to God's wonders. Well, I'm going to sit with that one for a while. It's a really interesting spin. I so love talking with these folks. It's so helpful, so fun. Hey, we'll continue our theme later this month, looking at the discipline of submission in a roundtable conversation with my dad, Richard Foster. For those of you working this month practicing submission, I hope you all find this helpful. I've got to tell you, the other day I was talking with Christy, the woman I married to, about a situation I was wrestling with. She kind of casually whispered to me, Hey, aren't you working with submission this month? Yeah, yeah I am. And right in front of me was a situation where clearly the best response I could have, the best approach, was that of a posture of openness to God's wonders. Submission. This is good. 
it's so helpful how opportunities to practice these disciplines often find us. Hey, our first event to help celebrate the 40 years since the publication of Celebration of Discipline is coming up March 11th in Atlanta. You can find out info on this and other events on our website. And I should mention to you the discount for the early registration on the conference in Oregon this summer. It's a pastor's conference geared towards church leaders, how spiritual practices can play out in our local congregations. Actually, both Lacey and Steve will be doing workshops at this event. It should be really good. 